Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU to the Big 12 hits another bump in the road, but has it really knocked the Cougars off their main course? Is BYU Rugby All-American Johnny Linehan the next BYU punter? He'll tell us. And our weekly lounge with baseball coach Mike Littlewood returns. Plus, Shaquille Walker of the BYU track team gives me the secret to running a 4940 yard dash. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. What is up? BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Wednesday, April 8th, wherever, however you have dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with top button activist Jerem Jordan. I'm all over that. I'm all over that. I'm not going to go march about it, though. I'll just, I'll just wear it and do my thing. I don't have to, like, scream in a public place about it. How many I'm of here. you will join Jerem Noted. in his Twitter march to get the, <laughs> Twitter, top, Twitter to march. Get the top buttons buttoned? I'm not that active about it. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Last night, I had one of those moments uh, in a play-by-play situation where uh, the emotion of something just takes over. Like I was like, I don't even know what I'm saying. I but I literally cannot believe what I just saw. On the catch, Kate Andrus of Utah Valley University, who's roommates with Mitch Matthews and Nicholas Kurtz of, of the, BYU football, of the Brigham Young University football. Yeah, team. we learned that as well. Okay, so they're they're roommates. Kate Andrus fades back with the wind blowing out to left field. Colton Shaver's Sun a in freshman. His face, probably. Yeah, Colton Shaver's a freshman for BYU. And a big hitter, he lifts the ball super high into the air, and the wind just catches it and starts carrying the ball. And it's going to be a home run. Well, Andrus, who's got apparently like a 36-inch vertical, climbs the wall and brings the ball back over. He, was up, he literally was up to his elbow on the wall, brought the ball back, snow-coned it. And, I, I mean, from my distance, I was like, it looks like he caught the ball. And then it's just pure reaction. It was a fantastic play. Oh, my goodness. Rarely do we kind of announce and celebrate a play that happens against BYU. But that was an amazing play. And somehow didn't make SportsCenter's top ten. I'd I'd be surprised if today it didn't get a little bit of traction. It was a really awesome clip. If you haven't seen it, we tweeted it out last night on BYU TV Sports. Uh, An unbelievable play. I mean, so good. And BYU wins that game 15-6. to So it's kind of like, okay, nice play. BYU wins the game. If BYU had lost that game, we might not uh, be talking about that. Saves a three-run home run. Colton Shaver was that amazing catch away from having a three-run home run, and then he hit another shot to the center field wall that hit like a foot below the 400-foot sign. So he was two feet from BYU's two home runs. BYU's got a home run hitter again. It's been a couple yeah. years, and he's since a freshman. BYU had a guy that was launching him over the fence. This is awesome. Yeah, he's a big dude. He's built like a linebacker. The conversation alive twenty four seven on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members, new or old, always welcome. How has your opinion of BYU's chances to the Big Twelve changed since yesterday? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Russ Melrose. I've thought BYU to the Big Twelve a long shot for a while. BYU's chances, same as my dating Scarlett Johansson. So you're saying there's a chance? Wait, you have a chance? You're right. That's probably on par. (laughs) (laughs) Now, why are we talking about this? Why the curveball to go back to the Big 12 again? Well, it relates to an article that came out yesterday from Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports. We'll get to that in just a moment. 
Meantime, here are the rest of your BYU Sports Nation headlines. More love for Kyle Collinsworth. Collinsworth. From ESPN, Sean Farnham. His no-love All-America team. Topping the list. You know who else is on that list? Homeboy Shemek Karnowski. That is right. Shemek Karnowski of Gonzaga. To quote Alexa Gray from the Y Awards, we use this tweet. None, none, of those. The, none of those Gonzaga boys are cute. <laughs> and then we showed a picture of Shemek Karnowski. In a very flattering, uh, rebounding position. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. As mentioned, baseball beat Utah Valley 15-6 to last night. Parker Starr, six RBIs. Unbelievable awesome. night awesome. for Parker Starr. Softball beat Utah Valley in Orem at Brent Brown Ballpark. Nine to two. Saw a great tweet this morning. If if it's Larry H. Miller Park mm-hmm. and Brent Brown Park, it mm-hmm. should be like the the dealership collision. <laughs> no. Sponsors have changed people. <laughs> Miller Park won't change, I don't think ever. Um, uh, and did you hear this? There are nine new NFL officials, one of which is a BYU grad. His name's Bart Longson. Bart Longson used to be a Pac twelve ref. Now he's going to be in the NFL. Listen, you are allowed to hate on every referee ever except for Bart, Bart Longson. Longson. Now. Well, depends how he does. He's got to deliver the goods, man. He was a Pac-12 referee, Jerem. It's, it's, I'm conflicted, man. <laughs> I'm really conflicted. <laughs> Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The Power 5 sky is falling. Or is it? And they've got to decide if they want to have a conference championship game. And obviously, they've got to get the waiver from the NCAA to do that. They could do that with 10 teams. But again, whatever two teams the Big 12 would add, they would be from non-Power 5 leagues. ESPN's Brett McMurphy is one of our friends on BYU Sports Nation and brings us great insight from a national perspective. He talked specifically with us a few weeks ago about BYU and chances of the Cougars getting into the Big 12 relating to the Big 12 needing or not needing a championship game. Well, then there is this released yesterday from Dennis Dodd on CBS Sports. He says, legislation allowing for the deregulation of conference championship games is now expected to be passed by 2016. CBSSports.com has learned. Now, what that means is the move would directly impact the Big 12 and the ACC The Big 12, which is the only Power 5 league, and I quote, without a championship game, is merely seeking the option of staging such a contest with 10 teams. End the quote for now. So the Big 12 wants to have the ability to host a conference championship game with only 10 teams. So they don't need to expand and add a team, say, I don't know, BYU. Correct. All right? So at that moment, at that moment, the knee-jerk reaction happens. (laughs) We're never getting into a Power Five conference. The Big Twelve is over. Ah! How much of an how much of a chance did BYU have of getting into the Big Twelve before that news was released yesterday? Let's I mean, be honest. Not much. That's just the the one that makes the most sense because they would need a couple of teams because they need a championship game because Baylor and TCU didn't get in and you need the shot in the arm at the very end to get into the the college football playoff. Maybe maybe not. This this means hey. Big 12 doesn't have to expand, doesn't have to look at a team like BYU. Is BYU the A team that's uh, in consideration for expansion? Yes, they're in the conversation. Are they the lead? Probably not, no. So so it's tough. If, if, you're, if you're a BYU to the Big 12 or bust BYU fan, you're hating this news. However, I don't... 
But how much has it changed their situation given everything that we have learned from Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, and from Brett McMurphy, and, and from, from Tom other Homo, analysts, and the from BYU Tom athletic director? The, there has never been a great shot. No one has a great shot. Because we don't know when it's happening, who it's happening with, and where it's happening. We don't know anything. Okay, so no, this result... We are blind this to all of This news does not help BYU. Our question is, how much does it really affect BYU negatively? Okay, were they ever in the conversation for the Big 12? Who knows? They were according to media members and experts and some random dude from West Virginia that They're, kept saying, I have inside sources that BYU is going to go to the Big 12. I, it's come on. Come on. Yeah, if, I, I'm telling you, if you're, if you're a BYU to the Big 12 kind of person, you're going to be an unhappy dude probably for a long time. It's, it, Were you now, happy before the news yesterday is my question. I'm, I'm just going to see what is out there and choose to be happy with some of the circumstances. BYU is going to be an independent for several more years. I don't know how many that is. At some point, BYU asks, it, asks itself the question if a P5 invite does not come. Do we go back to a group of five conference? Or is being on ESPN and playing our schedule with no conference context, but playing a good schedule, is that the end game? I don't think BYU, BYU even knows the answer to that quite yet. And I think we saw the Big East moves a couple of years ago, or lack thereof. Boise State, San Diego State, yeah, we're going to the Big East. BYU didn't go. They said, oh, we're not going to go now. BYU looked smart in that situation of not reacting on a whim without knowing all the facts and kind of waiting. Some people get frustrated by the fact that BYU acts this way. It's I, the best model for BYU. I don't know. I think I sit in the middle somewhere of, you know, don't, don't act immediately, but don't be too slow, right? It's, it, it's hard to know. Trust me on this, though. Tom Homo is proactive, I, and I, I'm okay with that. He knows things that we don't know. I think he is the perfect guy for BYU because he's proactive enough. I feel that. Yeah, and BYU is not going to – I think things need to happen around BYU that will cause a ripple effect and possibly have BYU make a move at that point. At some point in the future, TV contracts run the show in this because that's where the money is and that's where power is. TV contracts, they can say, hey, why don't you do this conference? And they say, oh, we will strongly consider such because you're paying us this amount of money. Every time we talk to ESPN's Brett McMurphy, we have the obligatory conversation about BYU getting an invitation, hopefully, to the Power Five conference. And he has not wavered from his opinion. Now, he talks specifically about conference TV deals that expire in the next little while. And then after that, maybe something will happen. But those deals expire in about 11 or 12 years. And so I think once we get towards the end of those deals... It's a possibility. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but I think there's more likely a possibility that we may see one more shift. Okay, so after the TV deals, which are the big bargaining chip in all of this, mark that down if you don't know it. It's, it's money from TV deals. Money that runs the ship. drives the ship. It is the fuel. Now, when those TV deals the car is made of money. are rediscussed <laughs> and realigned... Then maybe, then maybe there's another major shift, and one of these conferences at 14 teams decides to go to 16, and thus the super conferences would begin. BYU is hoping that the hot girl gets desperate and wants to go out with BYU. That's what, that's what BYU hopes. Because 
Is BYU getting to the Pac-12? I don't think they want a religious school. BYU is never going to change from that, right? The Big 12, if it, if it broke apart, that'd be tough, I think, for BYU to get into one. But maybe Group of Five at some point in the future is a consideration for the Cougars. But as the divide continues to widen, BYU does not want to be in the Group of Five crowd. And independence... Right now, they're not. It's trending that they're not. It's trending that they're, they're clinging to the P5 crowd, although they're not in. They're outside the door of that party. Yeah. They're, far, they're closer to P5 than they are to G5 right now. Absolutely. And that, that's a good thing. Now, in terms of super conferences, we talked with Mr. McMurphy about that as well, and he believes that once the big red button is pushed to go to 16, then BYU just might be in business. I still don't believe we're going to see any conference expansion or realignment unless Jim Delaney presses the red blinking button and goes to 16 teams and blows everything up and everybody reacts to build up their conferences. Then BYU will land somewhere where I don't know. Brett McMurphy of ESPN dropping the knowledge, and he is a guy that is tied in in a lot of different circles. Okay, he, his, what he says makes sense. So if yesterday BYU had a 2% chance of getting into the Big 12, I think today it's 1%. I don't think it has changed that much. It will take a major shift, and then, then we will see. For now, indep- That was half the chance, though. Independence is what it is. <laughs> From 2 to 1, that's half? <laughs> Look, you know what we, we are guaranteed of? You know what we are guaranteed of, Jerem? I do. A game on September 5th. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 150. 150? Yeah. Okay. All right. 150. Oh, 150? Is yeah. that what we were going to do? 150. Yeah. 150. Five, that's five it's, months. It's, still it's five, five months times away. 30 days. <laughs> How has your opinion of BYU's chances to the Big 12 changed <laughs> since yesterday? Let's go to the Twitter machine. At Lauren Smith, 38002. I think that things haven't changed much. Spencer agrees. Big 12 wasn't looking seriously at BYU. Money, location are just two issues. They're not pressed to expand. So, yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal. At Family Bud, you want this one, Jerem? Sure. BYU shouldn't want the Big 12. PAC is a better fit for BYU Conference uh, P5 inclusion. I like Indy get to play in all P5 conferences. Yeah, I would love to be in the Pac-12. I don't see them adding a religious school ever. That from Reliable Source. (laughs) Is the next BYU punter coming in studio in 15 minutes? We're going to find out at the bottom of the hour. But next, BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood joins us in studio. I gave him a yellow card yesterday. This is BYU Sports Nation. What does he have for you? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. You can follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join the growing conversation by using the hashtag BYUSN. Hey, the baseball series against LMU on the road is going to be on BYU Radio. Brent Norton on the call there, voice of uh, BYU Baseball. Thursday, 9 Eastern time is the first of that three-game series against the Lions. Beat the Lions. They're tied for second place, BYU. Six and six, just two games back. This could be a big weekend for the Cougars. Our Twitter question today, how is your opinion of BYU's chances to the Big 12 changed since the news broke yesterday that rules for a championship game are going to be relaxed, meaning the Big 12 can maybe have a championship game with just 10 teams? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Spencer13Sports says, I don't think it has changed their chances. It wasn't going to happen in the next two years anyway. We agree. And I don't know if it was going to happen in the next five years. Let's see what happens when the TV deals are done. Okay, enough of that. Let's talk baseball. 
unbelievable uh, stuff at Miller Park last night. We've talked about the catch already, but now we raise our game and bring in Mike Littlewood, who is uh, bringing his A game to the set once again and uh, <laughs> joining us for his weekly segment. Kay, are you ready to be harassed again, Coach? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. All right. We'll, we'll, start, we'll start with this. You took over my play-by-play duties last night for a little bit. Is this are you, is this a trend that's going to continue? Hey, you never know what's going to happen after baseball, so I'm just trying to trying to get it going quick. <laughs> the, I just wanted to fill the gap. There, there's yeah. a moment where Spencer's wondering, was that and the pitch and there was that a strike? Yeah, the pitch was. I was wondering if the catcher caught it. It was tip, It was barely tipped. Yeah. But I was like, did it end up in the mitt? Meanwhile, you're talking to Coach Littlewood, and you jumped in. To help Spencer assist, for, yeah, I think I was just trying. To, in fact, I didn't. I didn't really want to go here this early, um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do it. Since you told me you gave me a yellow card the other day, uh, I'm, I'm, 141 yeah, pitch. I'm going to go there right now. Wow! <laughs> Whoa! Hey! He's back. Hey, this is actually this has actually been worn on a court. <laughs> you guys probably bought that is it. medium. So. I think uh, I think I'm gonna go right here with you. Wow! Oh, red, you're out. You're gone. This this show and the next show. I would say yeah. And if you need a wow. fill in, you know where to get one because I helped him out last, you last night. night. Yeah, this is a Schmedium. Oh, yeah, outstanding. You and Phil Mickelson have the same size. Yeah, exactly. So. I accept your red card wholeheartedly. Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> Michael, because it's you, it's you and I, the rest of I got a, I got an hour. Matt, a man of many talents. There we go. Uh, also, how many how many Sweet Sixteens did you officiate, by the way? Uh, two or three, uh, and I stood by in an Elite Eight and worked in Elite Eight. I think I worked two Sweet Sixteens and then I worked an Elite Eight. So were you close to Final cool. Four? You know, they told me I, I was. And in fact, I think I was going to be a standby my last year, um, but it was close. I mean, you never know on that. It's the same group of guys every year. They don't want to they don't want those guys to screw up on in the Final Four. That's a big stage, but. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's hard to not go after when, when you're sitting in a rep. Yeah, you better be Hey, rep! Hey! Hey! <laughs> See, I don't even... Baloney! I don't even notice that anymore. It's just like, it's happened to me all my life. <laughs> it just goes in, in one ear and out the other. Well, you're a man of many talents now. You refereed Sweet 16s, Elite 8s. Uh, you want to take over my play-by-play gig. You're giving out red cards. And you're the baseball coach at BYU. There we go. That's a fun and day, you man. You settled down over there, okay? <laughs> just getting cocky. <laughs> Last night you beat UVU fifteen to six. Fifteen runs. You throw nine pitchers. What was the point of throwing nine different pitchers last night? Yeah, that was a plan going in. We wanted to uh, get Jeff Barker, who I took out of the starting weekend rotation this week, uh, but he has a the potential of starting Saturday, depending on how we use Mike Rucker in the first two games. And so I, I wanted to throw him two innings so he'll be available, and then I wanted simply to get every single one of our, the guys in our pen work. Brandon Kinzer was the only starter who threw, and his his he's going to start Friday night. Oh, what um, an inning he had, by the way. Yeah, it was simple. He said he was going to throw five pitches. He ended up throwing nine, uh, but he still got the – Ralph Zobel gave him the win, which was nice of Ralph. But he threw a, <laughs> he threw a very efficient inning. He, I mean, it, more efficient than anybody else, and I think that's probably why Ralph did that, and I was on the same page with him. But that's what I want to do, get all of our relievers an inning um, and give them some confidence. A lot of them haven't been on the field in a live situation last night. Great crowd. I mean, uh, and I, I tweeted out that uh, appreciate all those people who came out. It was a, it was an awesome crowd. I don't know. It seemed like about fifteen hundred. I'm yeah, not sure what it was, but uh, to have our relievers throw in that situation under those circumstances in a live game is is so much different than throwing a bullpen or throwing in, in practice. So that's that was one of the things I really wanted to get accomplished last night. Besides the W, like 
we talked about. Let's talk about the catch. Uh, at the time, you're down, uh, but Kate Andrus with an unbelievable grab. What do you see on that would-be Colton Shaver three-run homer? Yeah, Colton actually got jammed on it, so the ball was really, really high. I mean, it came down at a, uh, a steep angle, and uh, Cade did a great job of going back. You see it right here. And I was hoping his glove would fall off and go behind the fence because <laughs> that was our only chance because I knew he had a beat on it. It was a great catch. Um, like I told you guys, it was the most de- depressing great catch I've ever seen in my life. And you could feel the air go out of our dugout just a little bit, but uh, fortunately Parker Starr picked us up and, and got a big two-run uh, or three-run double. Uh, that I thought was the key at-bat of the game last night. You let Colton Mahoney throw 141 pitches. God, that's what I saved this for. (laughs) (laughs) I still have this one. (laughs) I've already been thrown out of the game. Technically, I shouldn't even ask this question. How are you still here? Okay, 141 pitches. Now, we were wondering if he has, like, titanium arm or adamantium in his bone or something like that. (laughs) But really an unbelievable performance. How comfortable are you letting him go? that deep uh throwing that many pitches yeah this time of year we felt pretty good it's it it's not as much this time of year pitch count as it is subjectively looking at him talking to jt our pitching coach jeremy thomas and then talking to colton every inning um they'll let you know and even if they even if they try to trick you and say yeah i feel great you can tell by just their stuff and colton looked looked sharp and you look at efficiency on the efficiency scale he he was probably a d minus in that game on the strikeout scale he was an a plus uh, 141 pitches in seven innings. Um, you look at Sonny Gray, who threw 95 pitches in nine innings, or eight and two-thirds or whatever he threw the other day. Those are the different, you know, those, that's the difference. We want to get Colton to where he's efficient. He had a lot of three-ball counts, a lot of full. Shooty had like three three batters that went <laughs> 11 or 12 or 13 pitch at-bats. And so those just run your pitch count up. I don't look at those as really stressful, stressful pitches because he was just fastball, fastball, fastball. When there's bases loaded – and it's a 2-2 count. I mean, those are very stressful pitches. And whether people believe in, in uh, you know, like high-stakes pitches or stressful pitches, I, I kind of am a believer in that. And if he throws 141 stressful pitches, he doesn't look like he did in the seventh inning. He, he was really, really sharp. And so we don't want to run him out there 141 pitches every game, obviously. And I hope he doesn't ha- doesn't do that. I hope he's more around the zone um, in the future, but I've, we feel pretty comfortable with him being able to come back. He says his arm feels good right now. So, Can you tell when a pitcher's lying? You can. I mean, you can kind of see through that. Um, really, you can tell they're lying by, by what they're doing before that. I mean, if they're walking guys and their velocity's down and they can't locate... And you go out there and say, how you feel? Feel great. Oh, I'm great. No, you don't. <laughs> Is anyone like, I feel terrible. Get me out of here. Yeah, give me the lefty. Uh, Bring him in. <laughs> yeah. And that decision is probably made before I even get out there most of the time. Some veterans, like if Colton told me, I feel good, let me get this guy, I'd probably let him let him go. But hopefully those guys are, like I know Brandon Kinser and Jeff Barker and Mike Rucker and, and Colton Mahoney, those starters, they would be honest with him and say, yeah, I, you know, I, I could get this guy if you need me to. And then that that's my cue to go to the next guy. So you can kind of tell just their personality and uh, you know, just knowing them a little bit. Is there a bad liar, one of your pitchers? You're like, no, yeah, I, can, I can see, man. Not on the field. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe some off-the-field stuff. <laughs> <laughs> on the field, you can read through them. You're on the base pass as well, directing traffic at third base, and you obviously go to the mound and have conversations. What's uh, one of the funnier conversations you've had while being on a mound or at third base in an in-game scenario? Well, I mean – I don't know if they're funny or not, but I, I sometimes I get really frustrated or upset when pitchers can't throw strikes. And uh, like BK, uh, Brandon Kinser at USD, we kind of laughed about it after. So Jeff Barker struggled on uh, on Friday night. Uh, 
And, uh, you know, I went and pat him on the back. I said, hey, there will be better days, you know, and he ran off. And then it kind of built up and built up and built up. And I was like up to here frustration-wise. And BK came out and couldn't throw a strike. And I'm, I'm kind of cursing him as I'm going out to the mound and just under my breath. And I get out there and I go, 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 get off the field like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so he kind of smiles as he's walking off. And I said, BK, what I – because I can't remember exactly what I said. And I said, BK, what I what I say when I – told you to get off the mound. He goes, you just told me to go, 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 get in the dugout. So those are, you know, they're funny to me after the fact. And, yeah. But, um, you know, for the most part, it's just get the pitcher, get the ball, and get him out of there, and let's get to the next guy. So, What's the key to uh, winning the series at LMU this weekend? It, just like it is every week, good starting pitching. Um, they're, they're, uh, they've got a top four guys in their lineup are very good. Colin Wellman, their starting pitcher uh, Thursday night's USA collegiate guy. I mean, he's really good. And then they have a couple of good arms after that. But if we can get good starting pitching, that's the key to us. So we don't have to go – we've got a couple guys hurt in the pen and we don't have much pen depth. But the guys you saw last night, I mean, we, the guys coming out of the pen have good stuff. We have to get six, seven, eight innings out of our starters. We really have to do that, hopefully without throwing 140, 150 pitches because we don't like to do that a whole lot. But that's going to be the key, playing catch, getting key hitting. Um, that Really, those three things are always, always key for us. Playing three of the top four teams in the West Coast Conference uh, early in the season, do you, do you like the way that the schedule is shaped up, or would you prefer to have, you know, LMU and Pepperdine and San Diego a little bit further apart? You know, I think it's okay. Uh, we play five five series on the road out of our nine series, and then it just it kind of switches next year. So you look at the coaches' polls: Gonzaga, Pepperdine, um, San Diego, and then now Loyola for the top five in the first five weeks. And so if we can if we can win this series, we're looking great. I mean, it looks really good for us. Of course, we didn't. It was it was bad news to to get swept by San Diego, but we do have an opportunity right now to to. It, it's kind of like destiny is right in front of us, and in our own hands, we can control it, as they say. And but it's gonna be, this will be a tough one. Uh, we, traditionally, we we've beaten uh, LMU two out of three the last couple of years. Uh, it's a team we play well against, so you know, hoping for the best. The people that are just tuning in are like, why the heck is Mike Littlewood in a ref jersey? I should put this back on. <laughs> You'll have to watch the whole interview. <laughs> yeah. Go back and watch it on demand. Uh, I'm running a 4-9-40 tomorrow, Coach. Yeah, I doubt that, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm pulling for you. <laughs> I don't know what that – honestly, we, we in baseball we run the 60-yard dash, and okay. so I don't know what that is equivalent of. I, I'm thinking it might be, I don't know, a 6-5, 6-6, 60. And, um, what does Brennan Lund run? He's your fastest guy, right? Brennan Lund runs a, his best times a six three nine, which is probably top five percent in in America. Mm. But a middle infielder, you want him to run six eight, six six, six eight. What about a um, DH? DH is like well, Colton Shaver probably runs a seven nine. Okay, so there you go. I, I seven, put you nine. somewhere I can between those. Seven nine, <laughs> seven, nine yeah. sixty. I'm yeah, you'll you would beat Colton Shaver. I'll, I'll tell you that. Maybe Cole Willstead. You'll beat both those guys. I yeah, appreciate that boost of confidence, <laughs> Coach. <laughs> I'm pulling for you, though. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the red card. <laughs> Not really, though. Uh, no, but, but serious, thanks for the time in the studio. We wish you the best Absolutely. of luck at LMU. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Mike Littlewood on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, coming up, he teased us on Twitter, but now we'll get to the bottom of this. Is Johnny Linehan the next punter at BYU? Why don't we ask him in studio? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Station brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision live from Studio B 
on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. You can download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUsportsNation.com. How many of you out there have that memorized along with me? I want to know. I'm not sure I have it memorized. I don't think I could do it from memory. Okay. Softball <laughs> has a doubleheader Friday. Check it out on BYU TV against Pacific, 7 Eastern time Friday. Spencer Linton on the call. Unless Mike Saturday Littlewood well. wants it. Unless Mike Littlewood gives me a red card. I, I believe that Mike Littlewood has been offered the backup play-by-play. <laughs> oh my play goodness. Position. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Kyle Collins were part of ESPN, notably Sean Farnham's No Love All-America team. He was tops on the list. Congratulations to Kyle. Yet he gave them love, so it's kind of weird that way. Right. Baseball beat Utah Valley 15-6 to last night, led by Parker Starr's six RBIs. Fantastic. You need to see Cade Andrus's at-the-wall catch. He plays for Utah Valley, I understand. BYU still won, so it's all good. Softball beat Utah Valley in Orm at Brent Brown Park 9-2. to The ladies uh, have, as Jaron mentioned, a conference showdown with Pacific all on BYU TV this Friday. And there are nine new NFL referees, one of which is a BYU grad. His name's Bart Longson. Making calls in the league this fall. Are you allowed to hate on Bart? If no. you're a BYU fan. Even though he was a Pac-12 ref? Even no, we remember, his, we remember his roots, not the branches. Okay. Joining us in studio B now, Johnny Linehan, junior fly half on the number one ranked BYU rugby team and a dual sport athlete in training? Question mark? <laughs> and he's wearing a BYU soccer sweatshirt. Just to make the mystery. Yeah, what is your, pur- <laughs> what is your purpose, Johnny? Well, I have rugby tracks on, soccer jumper on and a football t-shirt on just to kind of i don't know <laughs> represent go with the theme of sports nation yeah exactly beautiful kelly, kelly papinga joined us on saturday he's a special teams coach for byu football and uh i'll sum up what he said on saturday that byu fans are going to be excited about who the punter could possibly be and that they will know him well, that got us thinking well we know of a great kicker uh, a guy who has special talent on the rugby team. His name is Johnny Linehan, and that BYU needs a punter. So let's just ask you the question. How different is it to kick a rugby ball compared to, say, a football, Johnny? <laughs> well, honestly, when people ask me that, kicking is just kicking. But at the same time, I think a football requires a little bit more accuracy because it's a bit narrower and it has a small sweet spot. So I find kicking the same, but I'm a little bit more accurate with a rugby ball. But that's just because I've practiced more. But I'm not too shabby kicking a football either. So you've kicked a football? Punt, punting, specifically? Yeah, I've, I've kicked a football, thrown a football, caught a football. <laughs> <laughs> like normal people here yeah. in the United States. How far can you punt a football? Um, with the wind, it's, it's a little bit better. Okay. <laughs> no, um, I think my, my biggest punt, when I really get onto it, it can go probably, I think the biggest one I've hit would be about 70 yards on the fly with the, I don't know how the line of scrimmage works. So about, I think about 85 yards and then it lands, but then I try and get a good bounce as well, mm-hmm. but so that doesn't happen every time. from the line of scrimmage. Yeah, but that's on a good kick and doesn't happen yeah, all the that's, time. That's so. maxing out. What, yeah. What's your average-ish? My average, I'm, I could hit 50 pretty consistently, and mm-hmm. yeah, but it depends because the football's kicking is a bit different. Do I want hide and hang time? Do I want to roll out and kick like rugby? So it kind of would be yeah more specific to the situation mm-hmm. if I was to be put in a situation where I would have to do Look that. at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do, do you roll out and is your regular thing a rugby style kick or do you do can you do a traditional couple of steps straight on? I can do both when I've practiced, um, but I prefer rolling out because it makes it more fun. Because yeah, when you're just mucking around with friends, you know you can take off and, and fake a punt. So 
that's definitely an option when we're playing in the playground to do a fake punt. Well, you're an athlete, obviously. <laughs> Again, you play for the number one ranked rugby team. You're a fly half. You can move. You can juke. And so uh, how much football have you played? And, you know, besides if you were to punt, you know, what, what kind of a, a skill set would you bring to a football field? I'm an intramural champion. <laughs> uh, that's a big deal on this desk, man. In what sport? Football? Yeah. Uh, yes. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I was I was part of the coaching team. <laughs> no, I, I I love messing around with football. When whenever we go out with some friends and take a football or rugby ball, I mean, I love rugby, but football is so exciting to me because I have, I didn't grow up with it and didn't play it. So it's a new sport. So it's really exciting. So I always throw around a football, try and get my friends to run routes. Actually, when I went away with the All-American rugby team, they all love football as well, but they love rugby. So after practice, they'd be like, yeah, Johnny Rugby, give me a route. So I'd, I'd run like a receiver. So <laughs> I really love everything about football and, and sports in general. So it's kind of a, a blessing. I get a lot of opportunities. Now, remind me, were you on the football team for a while? So over fall camp of 2013, my freshman year, I was. That was uh, more of a technicality than uh, <laughs> more of a talent thing because they had a lot of injuries with defensive backs. And I went to the strength and conditioning coach, Justin McClure, and was like, hey, I can play. Like, give me a chance. And so I got signed off for a couple of weeks with the, with the fall camp team. But due to some like scholarship issues, I had to yeah, stop that because I was only going to be a walk-on and I would have been ineligible due to the NCAA. So. Mm. Related to being from New Zealand and that yeah, well, something yeah. in there? Uh-huh, yeah, so because rugby has really helped me with helping me get sponsors to get me here and oh, help gotcha. pay for my schooling. And so, yeah, that, that kind of is ineligible because it's seen as a booster because it's not a school sport. So, so you can't do both. You would have to just do rugby or be on scholarship for football or something? Yeah, so that's why Paul could do both because he got offered that, that scholarship. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Yeah, so that's why it wasn't really an option the first year because I was only going to be a walk-on and, yeah, I'd have to pay back the money I'd received. But otherwise I would have stuck with it because it would have been fun. Even mm-hmm. if I would have never played, it was still fun out there to go and cover Mitch Match. And oh, nice! Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You are dialed yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. is, is he an elite receiver, Johnny? You know, like, I kind of want to even out the playing field a little bit here because I know Jaron's getting smashed. I think Mitch definitely has potential to be elite, okay. and he has made some elite plays. But to be labeled an elite receiver, I think we still have to see what he can do this okay. season. Look at my this. man, my man. Dude, I can always go to rugby, and they have my back. It's yeah. been that way since '09. I know how it is. The heck, man! I'm I'm the guy on the outside. Just remember, if you ever if it, I've I've got like uh, the haka coming your way. If you challenge, you know, my opinion, I got all these guys coming over and they're going to do that. I would love to see you do the hawker with your top buttoned, buttoned up. <laughs> I seriously had, the, I'm not doing it with, I seriously had this conversation with a former BYU rugby player. I said, if I ever get in a street fight, I'm calling you first. Mikey Sua, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. He's a good guy to call. I'm not getting in any street fights. He's a good guy to call. What are you getting more recognition for right now? Maybe being the punter on the BYU football team or playing on the rugby team for real? Yeah, that's that's really the cool thing is it's kind of mix and match. People that like football are now kind of interested in me so I can go, hey, come and watch rugby then if you want to see the possibility of me playing football. So we get I get a lot of recognition as well with the BYU rugby team just this time of year. Now it's the Varsity Cup playoffs and business end of the season. But I don't think people would really care this much about <laughs> the guy that comes on when – you know, it's a bad time for him to come on because we haven't converted with the offense. So 
I'm getting quite a lot of recognition. So hopefully, you know, I can live up to that hype if it's me. But really, it's on my shoulders. If I practice over the summer enough, then maybe it could happen. Maybe not. Okay. Yeah, we've tap danced around it, but I think you went at it. So the 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 possibility of exist of or I guess how would you answer the question are you going to be punting in the fall for BYU so obviously like I cannot confirm or deny or the tweet Saturday <laughs> yeah like the tweet I'll stick with my tweet no I think that's just because nothing is official yet so I've I've been on the radar with I guess kicking ever since that fall camp because I would go out to practice and coach Mendenhall before scrimmage would be, hey, come and have a punt, come and kick field goals. And I was pretty bad at it because I'd never done it before. But I kind of practiced and practiced and made myself an option. And if I get the opportunity, I'll definitely do it. But I can't say anything right now because it's not official. But I'll be working yeah, my tail off over the summer. And if I'm good enough, then... We might be good to go ahead. So unofficially, yes. Co- contact Lee. <laughs> contact Lee Johnson if you haven't already. I'm just going to throw do you that know out. Who yeah. this guy is? I do. He's the man. I'm I just going to throw Thunderfoot. that out there. Yeah, he Thunderfoot. Yeah, he's he's incredible. Yeah. We can confirm that BYU will play UCLA in the Varsity Cup quarterfinals on the road. Uh, when you look at the Bruins and what they bring on the rugby pitch, what uh, what's the game plan to take down UCLA? Yeah, UCLA are a great team. I mean, it's. We've had a few upsets with the Varsity Cup already, like Arkansas State lost, and I thought they were going to be definitely at least a semifinal contender. So it's really cool that rugby is getting a lot more competitive. So last time I played UCLA was in 2013, and we beat them after a slow first half. We beat them quite well. But they just lost to Cal by six points a few weeks ago. And so they they have a great team. So kind of our game plan is to just go up and be really physical with them and just be patient and just play our game plan, and we should come away with the victory if we do that, but anything can happen. And that's Saturday, and then the winner of that plays the winner of who? The next uh, yeah, so if we win that game, we'll, we'll either play Central Washington or Utah in the semifinal. Who do you want to play? Here. <laughs> who do you want to play? Uh, Is that even a question? Yeah. <laughs> First, like, it'd be, it'd be nice to play Utah again, but honestly, I think Central Washington, they're a great team, so that would probably give us the most preparation if we were to make the final, would be to play Central Washington. It's a very political answer. <laughs> and then the Varsity Cup uh, final is at Rio Tinto and Sandy again, so the local fans can enjoy that. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So The mystery continues. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't feel like much of a mystery after that interview. Well, but... it still is not confirmed or denied. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> let's, ju- let's just work it out, and then we can have an elite punter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're making the Elite T-shirts. That's going to happen. Johnny, great to have you on the show again. Thank you. Up next. Look, I'm trying to get all the help I can get for my potential 4940 tomorrow. Good luck. So we're bringing in Shaq Walker, a track star, to give me some advice. That's next. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Studio Bizzle. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that... Rings like no other. <laughs> hey, you can get BYU Sports Nation swag, the blue goggles, and a BYU Sports Nation t-shirt at thebyustore.com. Check it out. I love the reaction I get from you when things like that I'm happen. I'm just thrown off. Yeah. Two dudes from uh, you know West Jordan and Clinton, Utah. Hey, just Clinton. What's dropping, up? Dropping beats and rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Joining us now, the man who delivered... The hat of hats. <laughs> Last time he was here, BYU track star Shaquille Walker. You should put that on, Jerry. Yeah, I love this. Shit. Oh. The flat brim yellow BYU. I'm the track man in the yellow hat. Curious George. <laughs> yeah, that looks good. You should keep it like that. 
Shaq Walker, welcome back to Studio B. How's it going? It's going well. I didn't know you were ever going to have me back, but... Are you kidding I, me after what? that last interview? <laughs> I thought for sure I did something wrong, but it feels good to be back, so thanks, guys. Well, okay, let's just get right to it. Let's talk about you in a minute, but first, let's talk about Spencer. So he says <laughs> that he can run a 4940. What in... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. He just laughed. No, I'm not laughing at East Spencer. What are you laughing at? It's just a funny situation, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm laughing at you. Don't He's laughing at your yellow yeah. hat. Jeremy. It's a hat. That's what I'm laughing at. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. I'm, I'm so cool, man, dude. I'm not taking enough. <laughs> what advice do you have for his Spencerness to run a four nine forty? Who? How long have you been training for this? A week or two. Okay, so he's got some good. Good preparation under his belt. You know, advice, I would just say run fast. Okay. Um, just, that's, that's what <laughs> you came in here to say, enough. Shaquille, is run yeah, fast. Yeah, I, I think everyone thought I was going to say something deep and philosophical. Say a prayer. Yeah, say so, a lot of prayers. Actually, that might be the only thing that can help you at this point. Run 35 yards instead of 40 how, Okay, just how difficult is it for a guy, let's say in his early 30s, okay. to run a 4-9-40? Are you early 30s? Maybe. You, wow, you How look, old do you think he is? You look, you look good. Thanks, think, man. Yeah, no, I believe you can do it now. You know, I didn't know you were that. <laughs> he's, that 30, old. he's thirty-three. Really? Wow. You know, it's. I think it's pretty difficult. Okay. I think that's that's pretty quick. You're gonna have to get out super super quick. That's Are you doing the key, like the, right? the start. That's the key. Are you doing like the three point start? Thing? What would you suggest? Ooh. I, if I get to watch, I want you to do the three point start. Because do you, want, start? you want to watch? It's tomorrow. Oh, at one. I don't, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, one o'clock. One o'clock tomorrow. Should we say one? Yeah, I wanna. I wanna come watch. I think it's gonna be fun. <laughs> I think you got a coach. I'll I coach think you. You yeah. got a forty coach. I can tell you what to do. I mean, I'm not like a extreme short sprinter, but I think I know like enough to. Can you run a four nine forty? Yes. Yeah, you can I run think... like a four five forty, can't you? So in yeah, in, in high school I ran a four four nine, and then I my senior year I ran a four four one. Oh, so snap! Back then I had some. Some wheels. I don't know what happened. What happened, man? I don't know. <laughs> I started doing mileage and it just went away. Okay. Middle, middle distance. The, start. Awesome. the three point stance start. Okay. We're going to have to have some serious conversations. But you have to have one hand up, you know? Like one hand up. You got to make it look cool if you're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Are shoes important? Does he need like certain <sighs> shoes to run? The, what do you run? Your football cleats? I was going to put on my football cleats, but like, should I run in like some lighter shoes? I can't even remember. I think football cleats are pretty heavy, aren't they? Yes. I wonder how it would be in track spikes, in like some sprint spikes. I don't know. I mean, it could be a secret weapon. It could destroy you. We need to go talk to the track coach and get some spikes. This is like the Pinewood Derby. You want to make sure that everything is, you know, ready to go. Like like diet, like the meal. Oh, yeah. It's super important. Not not too much. I think you two have a lot to talk about. (laughs) What do I need to eat? I have so many questions. Oh, I don't even know the answers. <laughs> Excessive amounts of Starburst are not going to help you. I keep telling you that. But honey, my, honey? just kidding. Oh, I was like, honey. what? I, I'm just joking. Honey, soda, sauce. honey, lots of meat. Yeah, lots of fats, you know, yeah. yogurt, milk. That sounds good. <laughs> right before. Oh, right by before. the way, you're in the middle of track and field season, Shaq. Uh, what, tell us what's going on. Yeah, so uh, I haven't had my opener out. Indoor, the indoor season's over. Um, it finished okay. I finished 10th in the country, which wasn't exactly what, where we thought I might finish. But considering everything and um, you know the way the, the race played out, I'm happy with it now. And looking in the back, 800? Yeah. 
And so looking back, I said, okay, I learned the things I think I needed to learn and time to move forward. And so we've competed, I've competed once this outdoor season. It was just part of a sprint medley down in Texas a couple weeks ago. Um, and that went really well. We had a, we set a school record in the sprint medley relay. Oh, uh, okay. Awesome. It was, there was some, it, we, I think we, Drew Tingey was the leadoff leg. Then Ian Harriet was second. Then Sean Adams ran the 400 leg and then I was the 800 leg. And they all ran incredible times and that helped us to Now, what are the specifics of that medley relay for those that aren't familiar with that? Okay, so it goes 200, 200, 400, 800. Okay. And so it's 1,600 meters total. It's a mile. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we did it in 314. And so the splits were, they all ran really fast splits. It was the fastest collegiate time um, since 2004. Wow. And so it was, and we won Texas Relays, which was, a, you know, none of us, none of us saw that happening. <laughs> and so that was a good opener for me. Um, I'll open up in the open 800 this weekend at Arizona State. And so that's kind of where we're looking towards now and maybe even running a 4x4 and qualifying for regionals there. But it should be a good week. It's going to be underneath the lights at night, and it's just going to be a lot of fun. And so that's kind of the next. what's next for me. And then Mount Sac relays are next week, and then in a couple of weeks you have a, uh, a home meet, so mm-hmm. at the Robinson Invitational uh, at BYU. So opportunity for fans to see you yeah. uh, in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, I think the, the home meet is going to be really good this year. We have so many fast guys that are going to be competing and fast gals that are going to be competing and. Um, I think Shay Shay's going to be there running. Shay Martinez. Shay Martinez. On the show tomorrow. Is she? Do you have? Oh, that you're like going to pull up a poster or something. But she. Uh, no, I do not have a poster. <laughs> I, I was like, is that is that a poster? Matter of fact, here's a poster. We have a Shay Martinez <laughs> That's what poster. I was thinking. I was like, oh, under the desk. <laughs> That's pretty cool. No, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, Kelsey Brown. Look out for her. She's coming back strong. And um, Alex Grunewald's been getting us all ready. She's she's such a good weightlifting coach, um, and she's been helping me out and helping. The, the guys out, and so there's going to be a lot of good performances just all across the field, and so everyone wants to be there because it's going to be a good time. So You launched a new Twitter account after you joined us the first time because you couldn't remember your password for the first one or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I lost So what, tell the people what your new Twitter account is. We, we need to get you some more followers right now. Um, I think it's... Uh, Shaq- <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know. It's at Shaq Walker eight eighty. Shaq Walker eight eight zero. At Shaq Walker eight eighty. You have two hundred seventy five followers. You've tweeted twelve times. Yeah. Will I, you tweet right after this. I'll tweet. What, I'll, and we'll I'll retweet. Re- I'll retweet. Oh, you want me to make it up? You tweet. Okay. And then we'll retweet you. Okay, so I can do that. See your handle. I don't know what to say. I'll figure it out. We'll take a picture or something. Yeah, I'll get Ellie to help me or something. We need to get Shaq some more followers. Okay. Get Shaq more followers. Follow me. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a how good you, thing. How can you not want to follow this personality on <laughs> yeah, the Twitter he machine? He doesn't even know what he's doing. He's just Get him to 400. Fun. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> My coach and beloved friend, Shaquille Walker, in Studio B. <laughs> Coach, uh, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll we see might, what happens. We might have to uh, check with uh, compliance to make sure everything's in order. Oh yeah, oh, just playing. I'm not coaching. Just... Fair enough. Good point. Hey Shaq, it's, it's always good to have you, man. We wish you the best of luck at uh, the Sun Angel Classic in Tempe and the Mount Sac relays that are approaching. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on again. It's always fun. Awesome. Four nine forty is gonna happen. <laughs> In my dreams, uh, no. It, it, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do everything I can. Reali- I believe it. Reality just came out. For the I'm gonna first do time everything I can. I wasn't scared until Shaq laughed at me. Oh, <laughs> Track comes in here and goes. Bah! No, oh. you can do it. I power to you. I believe. Yeah, it. man. Thank you. You can do anything. With the generous support of the Cougar <laughs> Club, BYU 623 student athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed. Guys like Shaquille Walker, with your donation, learn more at cougarclub.com and welcome 
to the club. Up next, something really important. (laughs) That means you don't know yet. (laughs) It's the whip! It's always important! BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Now for the really important thing I was teasing before the break. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. ESPN College basketball analyst and BYU Sports Nation homie Sean Farnham revealed his 2015 All-American hashtag no love team. BYU's triple-double machine. Kyle Collinsworth tops the list ahead of Gonzaga's Shemek Karnowski. Baseball. Sean, don't call him Franham Farnham. BYU defeated crosstown rival Utah Valley 15-6 last night at Miller Field. The Cougs, led by a career-high six, runs batted in from Parker Starr. Softball. Sophomore sensation Ashley Thompson's arm and bat helped BYU defeat Utah Valley at Wolverine Field last night. 9-2 in the afternoon. Thompson went 2-for-3 with the double homer and two RBIs and threw a complete game. Cougars in the NFL. Bart Longson, remember the name. A BYU alum was 100% reason to remember the name. One of nine new full-time officials hired by the National Football League today. Longson excelled as a Pac-12 official previous to his hiring. Coming up on the show tomorrow, Shea Martinez, who runs the 800 for the women's track team. She's an All-American. You can wear this again when she comes on the show? Yes, tomorrow. <laughs> hello, hello, Shay. How are you? Oh She's goodness. engaged to Kyle Collinsworth as well. Uh, Blaine Fowler will be on the program, and then Sky Povey on Friday, who killed it at Pro Day. He was at the baseball game last night with Mitch and Nick, sitting behind uh, home plate. For some That's reason, I feel like, like a crew. I feel like I'd fit in with Mitch and Nick at the baseball games before I wore my hat like this for some reason. I don't know, I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I just feel like it's an elite way to wear the hat. Just go and an elite go hat. Buy, Look at this thing. Go buy a cougar tail. Thing. Go this buy is, a cougar tail and share it with them. It's been no. BYU track official. I'm so. I'm just going to walk into the Robinson Invitational <laughs> with this thing. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. How about Parker Star? Oh, Six yeah. runs batted in last night against the Utah Valley Wolverines in a 15 to 6 victory, including a bases clearing double. Nice job. Thanks to Mike Littlewood, Johnny Linehan, and Shaquille Walker, one of the craziest shows we've ever had. And everyone on our crew, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. How has your opinion of BYU's chances of the Big 12 changed since yesterday? Join our conversation anytime you feel like it using the hashtag BYUSN. The show on demand on BYUTV.org slash BYUSN. For Jeremiah and Spencer, shout out to Reno Mahe. We're back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. 4940!